Yahtzee. It's you go, boy, on tonight's episode, episode 11. You know what time it is. Sports talk, me and Mongo break down the third quarter of the NFL, Major League Baseball free agency, Aaron Judge re-signing, Carlos Rondon, he signs, a lot of MLB talk, a lot of NFL talk, Jets talk, Cowboys talk, it's sports talk, it's about that time, let's get it, Yahtzee. Where's my camera? Where's my camera? Where's my camera? <laughs> How you doing? It's your boy. It's you, go boy. Welcome to episode, God, episode eleven. Episode eleven, ooh, double ooh. digits. Made it to the big time. Of the you go boy podcast. I'm you go boy. That's Mongo. That handsome face. What's up, everybody? You Thank see, you. you see that beard. You see this beard. <laughs> you see the dynamic duo. What's Let's up, baby? go. Ready to go. It's sports talk time, baby. Oh, yeah. It's about that time. About that time. Live from Bravery Studios. Woo! The home Bravery, base. Oh, man. Um, before we start, as always, shout out to the subscribers, old subscribers, new subscribers. My favorite number I keep spouting. I'll spout it again. We just crossed 500,000 views on YouTube. Yes, right. Give me a Dom DeMarco. Give me a Dom DeMarco. Give me a Dom DeMarco. Yeah, baby. Half a million. Half a ticket. That's what the kids call it. Um, Half a million views on YouTube. Um, I think officially as of now, as of this recording, I think we're at like 5.11 or 5.12. But uh, uh, loving it. Loving it, man. Thanks, as always, to subscribers, new subscribers, old subscribers uh, across all the social media platforms. You guys are blowing up this channel, blowing up this podcast, blowing up the TikTok, blowing up the Instagram, everything, man. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Love you guys. All the heart emojis, all the heart emojis. (laughs) But, um, you know, but uh, again, you see that face, you see this face. It's sports talk time. A lot to talk about, a lot to talk about before we do, of course, we gotta pay the bills. You go boy merch is here. We're merched out, we're merched out. I got the merch. You go boy. (laughs) Mongo's got the merch, hats, hoodies, gold chain sold separately. But uh, yeah, yeah. Grab yourself some You Go Boy merch. Link is in the bio, in the description, as always. Shout out to Teesprings for hooking your boy up. Um, but yeah, this is sports talk. It's about that time. We're at the third quarter of the NFL. Ooh, it flew. This it was a very fast, wild flew year. Flew by. Flew by. And it, it's fitting because it's so wide open. We're going to get to it. We're going to talk about third quarter of the NFL talk. We're in week 14 now. By the time this drops, it'll probably be playoff time. Um, but of course, we're going to do a playoff preview or one week into the playoffs, we'll, we'll definitely get that to you guys uh, beforehand. Um, but NFL recap for sure. Free agency, MLB talk as well. Yankees made some moves. Mets made some moves. A lot of money was spent at the winter meetings. Oh, yeah. Lots of billions with a B. Um, Aaron Judge, all rise. Here comes the judge. I mean, he's coming back on a new 
fat contract guaranteed. That's how that's how they do in the major leagues. Everything's guaranteed. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to the players union. Yeah, good for them. That happen. Good for them. Um, so yeah, lot lot to cover, lot to cover, and of course Jets talk and Cowboys talk. Can I get a JTETS Jets Jets Jets? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> That's her mongo. And can I get can I get a half out the cowboys? More, 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 more. You'll love to see it. Ten and three. You'll love to see it. Uh you go uh, Dallas Go Boy is not here. He's pissed off for a lot of reasons that we'll get to. Uh, by bye week. He's on the bye week. He's on the bye week. At that Texans game. He's on the bye week. But uh shout out to the Dallas Go Boy. He told me. He told me out of his mouth, the Cowboys beat the Eagles on Christmas Eve. Ooh. He is he's he's showing up and he's cutting another CM Punk promo going against the playoffs. So stay stay tuned for that. But shout out to Dallas Go Boy. Well, now man. I might be rooting for Dallas. I <laughs> want to see that. That's that's reason enough. If you're if you're he just a you know mid level fan, exactly. That's, that's he deserves it. his own show. He's, he's, he's that guy's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, ridiculous. Uh, Dallas Go Boy. Shout out to him. Uh, but yeah, let's let's kick things off first and foremost. All rise. Here comes the judge. He just signed a new. Nine-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Nine. 360 million smackerels. Can I get a Dom DeMarco for that? Goodness gracious. That's a lot, that's a lot of chicken. That's, 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 that's what the kids call it. That's 40, 40 a year if you're, if you're doing the quick math out there, if you have a good math teacher like myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, what you're, uh, that's what you're doing there. For sure, for sure. So Judge resigns. He's a Yankee for life. Um, we had almost had a scare. I texted you some bad information from John Heyman. Ooh, John that ha- was fun. John Heyman, <laughs> John Heyman gets a savage. <laughs> 1,000%. Uh, he reported a little, little quick to the draw there, yes. reporting that, uh, that uh, judge signed with the San Francisco Giants, his hometown team, childhood team. But, um, but no, um, judge stays with the Yankees. Mongo, how did it come together? Where do the Yankees go from here? Uh, so for, first of all, I mean, whatever the opposite of a shout out is to John Heyman, but then <laughs> shout out to John Boy Media, who immediately then had a video of Heyman sitting in a corner at the hotel looking sad by himself. <laughs> we're talking about savage. That was the savage That's a savage. Move. That's a savage. <laughs> they immediately called him out on that. That was absurd. <laughs> um, but it, from from what we're hearing, it sounds like, um, you know, that was a wake up call to, to Cashman. And Cashman did what any good little boy would do. He went and ran and told his parents that you know, somebody was picking <laughs> Savage. on him. And, he, he <laughs> um, and, and word on the street is Hank Steinbrenner got a call out in Italy of all places because that's naturally where you are during the winter meetings. And um, you know, a series of calls going back and forth, international. You know, Cashman just racking up the uh, the phone bill at this point. Um, you know, they went back and forth, and, and Hank basically said to Darren Judge's people, "What what needs to get done here? What does this need to be?" Yep, yep. Um, and we we talked about it on the last show. Not Nine was really the magical number or more. I mean, Aaron Judge would have just taken a Bobby Bonilla-style contract if he could have. Um, <laughs> Dom DeMarco for that, please. But, uh, he's still, he's still getting paid uh, by the uh, Bobby Bonilla day. Uh, the day. But, uh, you know, he, he knew he wanted nine. And, uh, and I you know, I had said on the last show, I, I still don't like that number. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, if... I, I give me seven over nine, but I, I guess at the end of the day, give me nine over zero. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. Mean, we'll, we'll take what we got. And especially the way the market was unfolding. You know, I had said... You know, on our last show, if we could get enough pitching 
to change the dynamic of this team. You could afford to lose Judge, but as the pitchers seem to be going off the board quickly, Kershaw resigns. Degrom, you know, literally does the old "I'm going out for a pack of cigarettes" and never comes back. <laughs> I mean, he literally 8 p.m. Friday, he just Savage. disappeared. Savage. It was, Savage. Did, did, did nobody else notice that? <laughs> just straight up disappeared. Just straight up disappeared in the night, and he, he was woke up in Texas the next morning. He did the Homer um, disappear yeah, into, into, the, into the bush. Yeah, if you're, if you're a fan of that meme instead. Um, like the video, subscribe to this channel. But, uh, but yeah, no, as the pitching came off the board, it was very clear that their best chance the next three years um, was to at least still be the same thumping lineup they were. And, and you're not doing that without Aaron Judge, especially, I mean, who was the next outfielder off the board? I think it was Kevin Kermeyer. I mean, you know, the, <laughs> you the, the, me that. The, yeah, the, the depth chart. I was begging them to sign Jock Peterson yes, before he are. opted in with yes, San Francisco. You are. Yes, you are. So the, uh, you know, the depth in the outfield was, was not good. I mean, Benintendi's still out there. I He's mean, still out there. I'd still like and, them. And I'd he still might, right. Him. He might be the next biggest name out there now, but, um, you know, once, you know, with Nimmo likely going back, which he did end up going back for yeah. his own monstrous contract, True. Uh, you know, this, this, this went from, uh, you know, sort of questionable, you know, where is the team going to, we have to do this, not just because of what it would mean for fandom, what it would mean for his legacy, but it was the best move for the team once, once the pieces that had fallen had fallen. Oh, absolutely. Dom DeMarco for Mongo, as always, Mongo, on port, on, par, on, on point, on port. Wow, I, I want to drink. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the guy's 6'8". His presence in the lineup, his besides his physical stature in the lineup, would have left a massive crater. Um, not just from a physical standpoint in the lineup, but of course, public relations standpoint. Right, absolutely. The fans would have revolted. Mm-hmm. Like they would have been in front of the stadium. That would have been a nightmare. There's for literally them to try seats to clean up. in right field they would have had to dismantle. He has his own section we of the stadium. We sat in front of. So for those who don't know, me and Mongo along with his lovely wife, and <laughs> shout the wild thing, Steve. <laughs> hey, you got your shout-out, Steve. All right. Um, he, de- he deserves a savage, too. He's a savage, by the savage. way. Um, <laughs> so we sat in front of ju- Judges Chambers when the Yankees played the Rays. Mm. Uh, of course they lost. Um, but still, I think Cole was pitching. I think so. I think you're Cole right. Cole was pitching, so we were excited, and the offense was in a funk at that time. But still... Aaron Judge has a literal part of the stadium named after him. To not re-sign him, he's the biggest, besides human, biggest figure in New York baseball since Derek Jeter. That's unequivocal. Mm. He was also given the captaincy as well. I think that was negotiated between him and Hal over the phone. Um, You can't not sign him. Uh, And and we were talking about this in sports talks as well as off off the air. You you can't lose him. You, You just can't. If it's an arms race, you can't lose him. Absolutely. And the one guy who I would I would argue um, might sneak in that timeline between Jeter and Judge in New York baseball, um, remember when Harvey Day was a thing? Remember, oh, yeah. Remember when oh, Matt yeah. Harvey literally Matt Harvey owned for the Mets. town? But he yeah. owned it for about two years. Yeah. Uh, then he had that weird fight during the World Series, and then his career just completely derailed. True. But Matt Harvey could have been a thing in this town for, for many, many, many years. We Absolutely. could have been telling our kids about Matt Harvey, but he's going to just be a blip on the radar because of how short his tenure was. Right. If you let Aaron Judge go, yeah, I mean, he would forever be in the record books for what he did last year, and you know he'd be back on old-timers days, but he wouldn't be remembered <laughs> the same way. Now he is going to be an absolute all-time legacy Yankee. Absolutely. And when I say when, i got to speak into existence. That's, that's how I live life. When he comes through in the postseason, the legend just grows. Yeah. I mean, Jeter was Jeter. They wanted him to be 
you know, the next shortstop or the next face. But when Jeter started delivering in October mm -hmm. and was a part of that Yankee dynasty, that's what catapulted Jeter into the Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig territory. And I think, I, no, I think, I believe Judge will get there. He's got to get at least one ring, at least one ring, maybe two. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to get five like Derek, you know, um, just because the parody is just ridiculous and the Astros still exist. Um, but I, I think that once the, the postseason success comes, uh, it, Judge will only, the legend will only grow. I, I really believe that. Um, speak, speaking of the Yankees and, and making more moves, um, what what's next? What do they have to do next to catch that team in Houston, the reigning Defending, undisputed. I feel like Paul Heyman. <laughs> Give me a savage for that. Um, savage. Uh, the undisputed world champions, heavyweight champions right now, right, the Houston right. Astros. What do the Yankees have to do to catch those guys? Well, I'll, I'll give you it this way. My name is Mongo <laughs> Heyman. <laughs> savage, savage, savage. Savage. And I, I would I would actually like you, can you take a little journey with me for a second? Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, let, me, let me get my camera here, as you would say. The uh, the the year the year is 2026. We're taking a trip into the future here. The year is 2026. Uh, Elon Musk now owns everything. Uh, it is somehow still uh, Biden versus Trump for the presidency. I don't know how, but it still is. And um, the, in the last three years, the Yankees have won 95 games every season with no World Series championships. The Astros have now won three of the four previous World Series. So the dynasty continues. And okay. the okay. Yankees finally get some freedom. It's in that 2025 offseason that Glaber comes off the books, that Rizzo walks off into the sunset and probably joins Boone's managerial staff. <laughs> uh, Garrett Cole will opt out at that point to at least refix his contract. Um, that's where you finally, and that's where a bunch of the Houston Astros, uh, you know, legacy players also finally hit free agency. So that's where you're actually looking right now. And when you look at that 2026 offseason, um, that's where you have Roderick Arias finally ready to come up with his awesome defense and play shortstop. Anthony Volpe with his decent defense moving over to second. Uh, Trey Sweeney with his god-awful defense but good arm moving to third. Uh, Oswaldo Cabrera will have settled into left at that point. Jason Dominguez will be rookie of the year as a center fielder. And then somehow at age 70, Aaron Judge, DJ LeMahieu, and uh, Stanton are still somehow on this team. Um, <laughs> but it just keeps going, right? Austin nice. Wells will be the catcher at that point. Uh, Randy Vasquez, who just threw eight-ninths of a no-hitter in the double-A World Series. Series uh, will be a number two on that team, you know, either behind goal, uh, Cole or Cortez at that point. The point is, you have a ton, a ton, a ton of youth ready to go for roughly that year. And that's where you're going to make your move. That's the part of the contract where Judge is going to either make that October legacy or not, where he's batting second with a lot of these young guys around him. So, what do the Yankees need to do this year? Uh, two things. One, any contract that they either sign or trade for that lasts past 2025 is a clinical and critical error. They mm -hmm. cannot oh, do wow. that. Mm -hmm. This team has you know, 8 to 12 young prospects ready to go mm -hmm. in that timeline. Do not waste them, especially because we've made it clear we don't want to trade those guys, right? True, true. They're so untouchables. They're if untouchables. you're now going to use them, that's the time to be using them. So whoever you're going to sign here, in and out by 2025 for sure. The second thing, with all those names I just said, Where's Oswald Peraza in this? True. You have a thousand upcoming True. shortstops, each with a unique skill. Arias has the better defense. Volpe has the better offense. Sweeney has the better arm. He's the guy who's just eh at everything. Even Cabrera is more flexible, you know, in the field. So what you need to do this year, I know they have this weird man crush on IKF, but Peraza needs to be playing every day, and you need your tr number one priority this year, trade deadline, you need to move Peraza for a pitcher with less than three years 
of eligibility left on their contract. Because as of right now, Montas and Herman are not going to last pitching 60 games as your four and your five. Agreed. That is not sustainable. Those are long-ending bullpen guys at this point. Absolutely. So let Herman, you know, let this team as it currently is constructed start. Let Herman get the first 10, 15 starts of the year. But feature Peraza and eventually trade him for Herman's replacement. Agreed. Herman, by the way, one of those other contracts gone in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dom DeMarco from Mongo as usual. Dom Let's go. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Talking here on Sports Talk as usual. Episode 11 of the You Go Boy podcast. Live from Bravery Studios. Oh, that feels so good. I love it. I love it. Um, so a little bit more into... What the Yankees are doing now, as well as let's segue into free agency talk around what everybody's doing free agency wise. Do you want Rondon? Do you want Carlos Rondon on this in this rotation to pair with Garrett Cole, to pair with a Severino, to pair with a Nestor Cortez, who I still think has maybe two more magical seasons in before he hits the wall and goes back to the bullpen? That's fair. Um, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. <laughs> um, is should Rondon be in your opening day rotation? If you're if you're Brian Cashman with a beard, of course, hmm. uh, he would look better with a beard, as, as we all would. Let's be <laughs> let's be real. Um, short short answer is yes. Uh, the money obviously needs to to work, and also depending on how many years you give him dictates what your plan is. If you're signing him to say a six year contract, but you know for a fact Garrett Cole, you're not going to go and try and resign him when he has the option to opt out in 2025. Well, okay then. You know you'll repay Sevy in 2024, and you know moving forward it's going to be Sevy. You know, Rodon and, like you said, Cortez, as long as we can take him. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you can get Rodon for one year, you know, if he ends up being, you know how there seem to be all these guys who at the end of free agency don't deserve a one-year contract, but are like, I got to go somewhere. Right, Let's I, do I it. I got to play. Yeah, um, right. Offer him whatever fantastical, made-up, you know, bazillion-D number you want to make. <laughs> I would take him for one year for any amount of money. Um the only way you're going to beat the Astros is if you just outpitch them in October. Facts. Your team Big cannot facts. keep Big up facts. with their – their pitching is significantly better than yours right now, mm-hmm. and you cannot keep up with their hitting either. So you're going to have to outpitch them. Um, so if you can get a one-chance shot at that, go for it. Because they literally were, were dangling Lance McCullers as a sacrificial lamb in Game this, 4. We called this. And we, we, couldn't, e- we couldn't even beat that. So Ugh. if that at the very least moves Seve down to Game 4 and they can win that, you know, that's at least one problem solved. Um, so ab- absolutely, if you can get them on a short term, long term, you got to be thinking puzzle pieces. You got to be thinking, what does that mean for 24, 25, 26? Agreed, agreed, agreed. I, I 100%. I mean, plus he has a lifetime ERA under two against the Astros, and he does have mm-hmm. a strong distaste for the Astros mm-hmm. for the whole cheating scandal. Mm-hmm. That, don't we? Don't we all? That, <laughs> as as, <laughs> as we club, all buddy. do. As we all do. Um, the one thing I don't like about him, though, mm-hmm. I will say, I've never found a player who the media gives less attention to how to properly pronounce his name. <laughs> the bounce back between Rodon and Radon this entire offseason has somehow turned me off to this guy through no fault of his own. <laughs> but if that's going to be what it means, if it's let's say we sign him to a three-year deal and it's just three years of making up this guy's name, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can sign up for that. I mean, the accent mark over the O kind of gives it away. You would think. I was going to say You that, would but think. Nope. But, you know, New York media and... Baseball media, they're, they're, they're different. We'll give them a nickname. It'll be fine. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Like the video, subscribe to the channel. Um, so Mets give a ton of money to Verlander, but then again, they had to mm-hmm. because DeGrom was an absentee father to their organization, to their rotation, was, into their that organization. Was um, <laughs> that was real rough. Um, how do you feel about Verlander going to the Mets to pair with Scherzer? I mean, 
this deal would be incredible four or five years ago. Mm. But then again, Verlander might win the Cy Young, so I still think he has some good years left in him. And But Scherzer, health-wise, is my question mark. That was my question mark even when he signed with the Mets. And when the Yankees passed on him, I'm just like, Scherzer gets hurt. He does. Yeah, he does. He's Mad Max, and he's great on the mound, and he's pitched in the postseason, and he's won a World Series with the, with the Nationals against the Astros, ironically enough. But age and health is why I kind of gave pause. Verlander going to the Mets. How do you feel about that? I like it because of what happened next. Going out and then signing Senga and Quintana is the key to this because what that does, more importantly than anything, is it takes David Peterson out of the rotation. And so now you have a sixth guy just sitting there ready to clean up everybody else's mess and a pretty decent pitcher at that. I'd actually like to see them re-sign Seth Lugo and then have two guys (laughs) who can do it. But so on days where Verlander, um, you know, Verlander needs to go on the 15-day, you know, and miss a couple starts, I'm okay letting David Peterson, you know, go the first half of, you know, May or something like that. Um, They said, you know, Kodai Senga, another one of their big signings, uh, looks like he may have some control issues as he's initially kind of adjusting to America. All right, well, if there are some games where he can only give you two and a third, let David (laughs) Peterson go the next four. You know, by having that guy, similar to, you know, when Ramiro Mendoza was basically just there to clean up the mess in the 90s. That was, he was such an underrated asset for that dynasty in the, you know, in the late 90s. Having that guy who basically you always have a plan B ready to go, you can have older pitchers, you can have some questionable starters, but um, you know that moves Carrasco down to five. Who's he's also old. This this true, this lineup. True. No, I don't believe anyone in this rotation <laughs> is going to last thirty starts. Give me a savage. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Savage. It's true. But if they can all go twenty, that was cold. Then. And then, sorry, but but let's. I think twenty is a reasonable number for these yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. they can all go twenty, and I mean Verlander's best twenty starts last year were very good. Really? Yeah. Quintana's yeah, best yeah, nine yeah, were elite. His best twenty were pretty good. But his best, like once he moved over to St. Louis, I mean his best nine were very, very good. Uh, Sanga, I'm sure if we were to, to go through and pick out his 20, <laughs> I'm not going to bother, but if you go through and pick out his best 20, I'm sure they're very good. The point is, if all five of those guys go 20, Peterson goes 20, let's say you bring back Lugo and he goes 10, okay, well, now we've gotten to the 130 starts. You know, Now we only need to manufacture a couple minor leaguers coming up, a couple bullpen games. Now we can survive that. Mm-hmm. So by having basically six or seven starters there, um, you know, I like what they did. Okay. Okay, for sure. Like the video, subscribe to the channel. Dom DeMarco for Mongo, as always, on top of it. Um, let's see. Um, before I ask you where Correa goes, let me give my theory of where Carlos Correa should go. He Please. should go to the New York Yankees. Give me a bomb. Give me a bomb. Go scorched earth. Listen, you're not better than the Houston Astros. No, you're not. You're not. You're like, not. Not this, even close. And this is coming from two diehard Yankee fans. You're not. You're just not. I went scorched earth. I dropped the CM Punk bomb in episode nine. I just posted on TikTok. I went in. You're not. So in order to try to accelerate that gap there and bridging it, get Carlos Correa. Get a former Astro. Like, why the hell not? I'm sure he knows what they're cheating on. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he knows what the latest scandal is. So, he knows uh, what the what the trash can scam is anyway. So my thing is, you get Correa, you put him at short, you leave the kids down, you designate IKF for assignment, uh, you keep Blaber on the books. Because, again, I don't know how healthy um, DJ LeMahieu is. They mm. said he's still not healthy, which is terrifying considering he still has about two or three years left on his deal. Higher. <laughs> he's, he's around for a very, very alarmingly Five long or time. Six. Who knows? He, he is the Stanton of the infield. He is, yes. Speaking of Stanton, Stanton's contract is still on the books until 
25-25. God, like, if they redid Futurama with the Yankees, Stanton would still be playing. Like, that's <laughs> he, how long Stanton... He'd be in Blurg's ball for sure. <laughs> for sure. He'd be playing Blurg's ball. Absolutely. Him and Bender would be playing baseball together. So my, my thing is, Correa, from an offensive standpoint, is the best free agent out there. You pair him up with Judge. Hopefully, Glaber gets his act together. You somehow get DJ healthy. Um... Again, and Stanton, you're, it, when healthy, Stanton has shown that he can still swing it for mm-hmm. now. For now, we'll see how long that lasts before he completely goes off the cliff. Because we know it's coming. Right, it, it's definitely coming. But, but again, sorry, sorry, it's like it's like what I just said with the Mets pitching. If you can have Stanton not having to bat third or fourth 150 times, you know, if he's batting sixth, all of a sudden that looks much more impressive. So it's not a matter of getting him, or even if if Lemayu's batting eighth, True. you know, in two years, I'm a okay with that. So it's it's not necessarily getting these guys all out of there now. Donald. And IKF, yeah, we got to get them oh, out. Yeah. They are not oh. one of the nine best guys in any major league Absolutely. lineup anywhere. Wait, 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 real quick, real quick, where's my camera? I, I said this before, I'll say it again. Give me a Dom DeMarco, please. <laughs> Dom DeMarco. IKF, you got to go. You got to go. And they just resigned him, too, which I, is ugh. madness. Like, he can go. Josh Donaldson, wow. Like, you got those two guys. And my thing is, like, they're not helping you win now. Like, I'm thinking of this two- to three-year window right now of just trying to do everything you can to catch Houston. Because it's just, it's Houston and everybody else. Right. Not even looking at Boston. Boston just lost Bogarts. Mm-hmm. Let's, get, let's get into that real quick. But my thing is, you're trying to catch Houston. In order to do that, you got to bang with the bangers. You need, you need some firepower to help compensate for what you don't have. It can't be Aaron Judge or Buss, which is why he fizzled out. In my, we talked about it, why he fizzled out in the playoffs. Right. He was carrying the team for two months. It's a 162-game season. Like, you need more firepower. You need more bat speed, more energy in that lineup to compensate for what you don't have. And pitching is a question mark unless they get Rodon right. or, or Rendon. Whatever you want to call him. However you want to pronounce it. It's like I see Correa as a – that is a 100% Steinbrenner move. He's oh. like, uh, who's the best bat available? You sign him. Let's go get him. He's the Teixeira Ooh. of this I, of this, of this free agency like class. That. And, That's how I look at it. And we'll, we'll break down any of these moves you want to, you know, after this if, sure, if you want sure. to go further. But just a quick look around the rest of the league. Bogarts goes to the Padres. Turner goes to the Phillies. Um, All the money you, in the world. <laughs> right. You see, um, you know, you see the Braves making this move for for Sean Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your Dodgers just got Swanson, I think. Oh, the Dodgers just got Swanson. Yeah, they awesome. Just got Swanson. Beautiful. Yeah. Only proves my point here further. The NL is gearing up for an absolute war this year. Meanwhile, you look around the AL, you know, again, I keep using this guy as a joke. I apologize. He's actually a good player, but Toronto makes a big splash and gets Kevin Kermeyer. Um, You know, the rest of the AL is well aware this is the Astros' world and we're all just living in it. So if the Yankees are the closest team they have the the best shot of you know being able to make moves and not really. I mean, Tampa Bay is putting all their eggs in on Zach Eflin. That was their big off, you know off season move. Give me a savage, uh, you know. Please, Lord savage. have mercy. And I, I'll even say there's, there's I, small, I like that. I like the move. I think he's going to be this year's Ryan Yarbrough for them. I mean, small, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> they're a small market. They're, they're, they run things differently. They, they're more volume than you know. Right. No, and and I get that, but I mean, you know. Jose Abreu could have been a piece that you know 
could have shaken up, you know, because at least he's a veteran who knows what he's doing. He goes to Houston, right? Houston just says, we'll just keep getting richer. You know, uh, Josh Bell was the big signing for Cleveland, a Lord. team that was living and dying by the bloop single, signs a guy who's incredibly streaky. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, <laughs> it's it's been a very generally rough offseason for the AL collectively as a true, whole. True. The Yankees are not going to be challenged away from second, so they might as well push for first. You're agreed, right in that agreed, because think about it. You got Rizzo, Judge, and Stanton. You can't live and die by that. That yeah. the Astros just swept you and showed you that 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 doesn't even that, that's a pebble at us. Mm-hmm. As crazy as it is to say that, it is. No. You need someone or maybe two other major primetime bats to help bridge that gap. And it's not Glaber Torres and health-wise until proven otherwise, it's not DJ LeMayhew. I, I, that pains me to say that. Mm-hmm. I love DJ Hits. That's my guy. Yeah. But he's not healthy right now. And you don't even know when he's going to be that guy again, if he's going to be that guy again. Because he's on the other side of 30, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he's up there. So, yeah, go go in. Go in. You have the money to do it. Is there a salary cap in baseball? I don't think so. Last time I checked. There's a luxury tax. So, ah. That everyone else seems to be forgetting exists. So if everyone else is just going to go for it. And the problem, uh, you know, on top of everything else, the the answer you're going to get is, well, Harrison Bader looked really good in October. Uh, you know, so that's going to be a quality bat. Maybe. I mean, he's really fast. He plays good defense. Sure. But if, if that's your plan, let's rely on this guy who has a, you know, a track record with us of two months. I, I, I don't like that. I, again, tell me Harrison Bader's batting ninth. You know, flipping over the lineup like Brett Gardner I'll used to. That. Sign me I'll up in a heartbeat. That. Tell me that Harrison Bader and, and Anthony Rizzo are batting one and three around Aaron Judge. Uh, mm. Enjoy getting swept. Mm. I mean, and it's not like they got swept. That could have been a nine. That could have been an 11. That could have been a 15-game series. They might have snuck out one. True. It was not even mm. remotely. It was a shellacking. It There's was... a word we haven't used on this show in a while. It's a shellacking. Savage. It was oh. not, not good. Absolutely. Mind you, when you got Bader, he was coming off major injury. Right. So, you know, yeah. okay, play a full season in center field it's asking a lot absolutely it is it is so i'm interested to see what else cashman has up his sleeves he knows he's got a lot of work to do mm. again i'd go correa i would or benintendi i mean you got moves out there to make you really do there's, there's offense out there yeah you can't I, tell me there isn't i'd go benintendi uh sure up that leadoff spot he works better for the um, for the ballpark he's a lefty yeah and Contact, contact. The other thing is the Giants are seemingly so angry at this point. you got to imagine the number they're going to offer Carlos Correa is going to be some absolutely made-up number. You know, I, I, he's, he should—somebody the, the, out there should get just absolutely bought by the Giants. And, you, you know, you said it, and you're right now, especially with Swanson off the board, Correa now has a market onto his own where he can set a fantastical price. The Giants are really the only ones left who are like, we got to do something, we'll match anyone. You know, I—, I I think Correa goes to the Giants solely because of supply and demand. But in terms of fit, if I'm Carlos Correa, either looking for a, you know another championship or just looking for a more enjoyable experience by being with a better team, right. I mean, the Giants can add one superstar and still easily come in a distant third. And if the Rockies' young prospects ever put it together, it could be fourth. You know, the exactly. Giants haven't had a necessarily long track record with this current iteration. So I, they're definitely the third best team, though, if they exactly. had one more star. They, they're so not even close I, to the Dodgers and, and the uh, I could see Carlos Correa shunning them, Padres, yeah. but if Carlos Correa is just like, I'm in it for a payday, which after taking the short deal with Minnesota, you could see him possibly doing that. For sure. For I think sure. he goes to the Giants, but I like the I like that you saved all your bombs for that one take right there. For sure. I mean, that's, that's, what, nice. that's what I do. That's what I do. If we drop bombs here. I mean, give me a Dom DeMarco, please. Like the Dom video. DeMarco, like the video. DeMarco. 
subscribe to the channel, Sports Talk, Episode 11, You Go Boy Podcast. I need some water. But uh, <laughs> we're going to get to NFL Talk. Let's I've been go. waiting for this. I All saved. Right. I, I basically I cut it in half on purpose. You know, you see, see what I like that. doing? It's good math right there. It's good math there. Good math there. Uh, Yahtzee. First, first half. Well placed. Good job. We got Marv on the boards, as always. Let's go. Live hey, from Bravery Studios. <clears throat> so, first half was Major League Baseball talk. Let's get to the NFL. Hunger Games, as I call it. <laughs> uh, the NFC is NFCing. The AFC is AFCing. Uh, right now, it's the. It, let's just go, we'll go conference by conference. Okay, I'm ready. Before we get to Jets talk. Cowboys. Oh, can, can, can I get Jay test TS Jets? Jets. <laughs> <laughs> this is my level of enthusiasm to have this conversation tonight. <laughs> for sure, for Whoopee. sure, for sure. Uh, um, <laughs> so it's, okay, uh, it's, it's been okay. a rough couple weeks. <laughs> um, but and so we'll do AFC and then NFC. So let's let's Sounds start good. with let's start with the AFC. Your folk, um, absolutely. Your, your stomping grounds. Uh, Bills and Chiefs. They look like they're on a collision course once again. But don't be shocked if Cincinnati the and Giants the fighting fire. Joe Burrows. Oh, my gosh. Find their way to Arizona because they're, they're, they, they've got the makings. The offensive line's playing better. Joe Burrow is doing Joe Burrow things. He's healthy. They have the run game. Joe Mixon's a little banged up now. Uh Jamar P- Chase is banged up too. P. P Ryan can ball though. I mean, that's, that's Ryan, an elite backup running. He back can right run the there. rock. I can't believe I'm saying that from somebody from the Pac-12. <laughs> but um, yeah, P Ryan's he's he's balling. Cincinnati's got they got it cooking. And Burrow, no, and Zach Taylor, whatever the guy's name is, the head coach of the Bengals. They know how to beat. Yeah, they know how to beat Mahomes. They know how to con- they've they've conquered that that hill more than once now. I think I think uh, Burrow is three and zero or four and zero against uh, against Bur- against Mahomes. Yeah, it was it was something like three and zero against Kansas City and zero and four against Cleveland coming into last weekend or some not <laughs> which some is absolute which nonsense is ridiculous like that, yeah. on so many levels. But say la vie. Um AFC. How's it shaking out? How where do you see it going? With I think it's those three teams mm-hmm. and everyone else like. Dolphins have lost me. I, they, they really have. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't I don't see the high flying action. If they if they're gonna do what they did against the Chargers, they might be one and done. They don't scare me like they did early on. I feel like teams have adjusted, and that's typically what happens in the NFL. You know, right. teams adjust. But how do you see the AFC shaking out right now? Currently, with that three headed monster that I talked about, Kansas City, um, Cincinnati, and uh, and Buffalo. Yeah, it's so. It- it's crazy for a couple of reasons here. The the first is I think Baltimore is a little too banged up. I think they're going to fall. But they're going to their schedule soft enough. They have the Browns and the Falcons, two of their last four. They're going to hold on to a playoff spot. But I think they're banged up enough that Cincinnati will will catch them. And once they do that, it's why there there are you know four teams fighting for the the three wild card spots. And it's such a good race and it's so exciting. But they're literally all just playing for the right to be savagely beat down in Wild Card Weekend. Like it's the savage, Titans. Savage. The Titans are at least savage. remotely beatable. But you don't want to get run at by Derrick Henry, and you definitely don't want Mike Vrabel out coaching you because you know he's going to bring his A game every time, and he's very tough to knock out in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also interesting because you would think that you're playing for the one seed because you're trying to, you know, get that by, and you're trying to get home field. 
I'm with you. I think the main prize of being the one is that you don't have to play Cincinnati first. Um, there is a huge, huge difference between hosting Cincinnati after having already played a game the week before yep. or coming off a bye and getting the Titans, who will at least be a little bit tired, you know, having had to run Derrick Henry 200 times the week before. Um, so that's really what you're playing for. Um, with that being said, I, I do like the Chiefs ultimately overtaking the Bills. I just... The Bills have to make a little bit of a run here through the, you know, the AFC East plays itself a lot in these last yes, couple weeks. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, and everyone, everyone is playing for something. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. oh, yeah. The Patriots are, I'm assuming they're they're beating the snot out of the Cardinals as we speak. <laughs> I can only guess. They know how to use Hunter Henry. The Cardinals can't stop tight ends. So I'm assuming that by the time we get done talking, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Patriots will have the tiebreaker be the six. Um, you know, the Chargers and the Jets will be right there at the seven and eight. But they're all tied for six. Um, so I think the Chiefs get the Bills, but I'm with you. I think the Bills are, are you know, strong enough, smart enough to hold off the Bengals, um, and I think I think you do see the Bills and the Chiefs playing in the AFC Championship, you know, ultimately. Nice, nice. Um, do the Jets make the playoffs? Ooh, it's it's like that scene in uh, in basketball where they're talking <laughs> about the bracket, and it's like if if Denver ties with Oklahoma City, then uh, Tulsa, Sioux Falls, and Charlotte play in a triple threat <laughs> round robin. You know, it's it's that nonsense joke they make, and I don't know the whole skit, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> The Jets basically need to beat the Dolphins is what it comes down to. Um, the Jets get very, very lucky here because they're playing two hot teams in the Lions and the Jags. You know, the Jags have shown something. The Lions are lightning hot. Mm-hmm. But the Lions are a much worse team on the road. And yes. the Jets get them, you know, True. here in Jersey. And then they get the Jags on a short week, which for a young team and an experienced team, that's where you want to get them. You want to get them on that Thursday. Um, they then go at Seattle and they play Miami. So I'm going to go ahead and put them at 2-2 two and two conservatively. Um, the problem is the Chargers have the Rams, the Broncos, and the Colts. Uh, so that's that's three wins. We're not catching the Chargers. True. Um, so it comes down to can you get past Miami? Uh, Miami does have New England and Buffalo also, um, and Green Bay. So let's assume they split elsewhere in the division. They beat mm-hmm. Green Bay. It comes down to if the Jets meet Miami, they have the tiebreaker they're in. If not, they're out. Um, do I think they can do that? Absolutely. Do I think they will? Unfortunately, no, I do not. Um, I just think I think if we were fully healthy, I think if you have Brees Hall, I think if you have Elijah Vera Tucker, you you can beat Miami. You do beat Miami, uh, but I think I think the Jets end up being the you know the team on the outs here um, by by just a hair. Um, but the problem is they can also get in if New England beats Miami. But then if New England goes on a run, they pass both Miami and the Jets. So true, true, you either need true. an absolutely bonkers dream scenario where the Patriots get upset a couple times but upset Miami, or you have to beat Miami. I would love a wild card weekend. First of all, Dom DeMarco for Mongo, as always. Dom DeMarco. Like the video, subscribe to the channel. Um, I'd love a wild card weekend scenario where you guys get in as the seventh seed and face the Bills. <laughs> I, I would love. Sign me up. That'd be fun. I, and and honestly, that's one of the main reasons I think that they have a shot at doing it because um, Salah is this weird prophet where anything he seems to say <laughs> seems to come around. And and you know his 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 receipts hot take of the week was um, we'll be seeing the Bills again. And um, I I don't imagine us getting to the six or the Bills dropping to the three. So the only path there is if we're the seven. Um, or if the Bills are the one and we find a way to, to beat the Chiefs. But that's really the, that's, that's really the dream. If the Jets get to the seven and play the Chiefs, um, i got to go with Prophet Salah. i got to take the Jets over the Chiefs. Um, but, he no, is I, Islamic. He is Islamic. I, I, so I, could, I could be part of it. I don't, I don't see it happening, which, which is really a shame. Because, again, I, I think 
you know, next year, remember, and again, not to go too off, off track here, That's but fine. Fine. next year they basically start with three first-rounders joining this team because, uh, you know, Vera Tucker will be coming back, Brees mm-hmm. Hall, who I know was a second-rounder, but he, he really Played has the like talent a of a first-rounder. For sure, for sure. um, and whoever they draft are all coming back. Um, you know, free agency-wise, and, and we'll talk about this more when we do the Jets, they're in pretty good shape. Um, so, not you know, it won't be a complete disappointment, which I think, not that that factors in, but, you know, there are certain teams that kind of have a, a shorter window that might be playing with a little bit more every game matters. You know, if there's any team that I can see just mentally slipping up, it would be the team that's kind of on borrowed time anyway, which of these eight teams I do think is the Jets. For sure, for sure. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, Sports Talk, Episode 11. We in a building. Live from Bravery Studios! Love it, love it. Love this place. So... That's the AFC. Mm-hmm. Let's talk NFC. The junior circuit, as it were. <laughs> it's the Eagles world that everyone's living in it. Mm. Um, they just, they get three savages. Can I get three savages? Savage, <sighs> savage, savage. The beating they put on the Giants, Lord have mercy, that was not suitable for work. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Like, I, I, had the, I was streaming the Cowboy game because... For those who don't know, if you live in Jersey or New York or the greater metropolitan <laughs> area, you're subjected to Yankees... <laughs> of course, and Mets, but of course, football-wise, Giants, Jets, mandatory every Sunday. Right, and then <laughs> and then in the in the off block, you either get Brady, Rogers, Mahomes. That's pretty much. Yes. That's pretty. You get yes. the best. You get the best quarterback playing, which. Dak is not bad by any means, but he's he doesn't have the fame of those other guys, unfortunately. Exactly. So you're you're never getting a cowboy game around. Exactly. Here. If it's a one o'clock, and we had a lot of one o'clock games this year, a lot, yeah. a lot more than usual. Um, had a lot of one o'clock games. If it's a one o'clock cowboy game, the Giants take precedent. The Jets take precedent. So I'm streaming the Cowboy game on my phone, and I'm locked in. We struggled with the Texans, but we pulled it out because of Rain Dakota Prescott, first of his name. <laughs> Give me a Dom DeMarco for that. <laughs> Game-winning drive by Dak. I swear, you go. Dallas Goboy told me to say that. <laughs> um, Cowboys pulled it out, but as I'm watching it, I'm peeking up, and I'm just watching the Eagles score touchdown after touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. It looked like an Alabama <laughs> versus Colgate University game. That's about right. Like they, oh, my God. They, they beat the snot out of the Giants, and they're 12-1, and one, and they're rolling – Nick Sirianni is still a jagoff. I don't like him. I uh, don't like his face. And he, got, he and he needs sleep. He, he he's very sleep, savage, very savage. sleep deprived. Have but, you seen the bags under but his But doesn't he fit perfectly in Philadelphia? <laughs> he Isn't looks that exactly guy perfect he, for Philadelphia. He looks like a Philly native. <laughs> As someone a, that went to such, Penn State, such a great fit. Lord, yes, I guarantee you, he says John <laughs> after that's, every sentence. That's probably fair. Goodness gracious! But no, Philly's rolling. They're the class of the NFC. Can't deny it. Jalen Hurts right now. It's Hurts and Mahomes, one and two for the MVP. One A and one B, however you want to slice it. Eagles look amazing. I can't wait for that Christmas Eve game. Absolutely. Can I get Dom DeMarco for that? Dom DeMarco. I might go to that game. No ticket. Just show up. <laughs> like, let me in to watch this. Because that, that's going to have some playoff vibes to it. Cowboys, Eagles. Without Cooper Uber driver rush with Dak Prescott, first of his name, <laughs> at quarterback. But um, but yeah, uh, NFC looks looks um, top heavy for sure. Um, it's a nice way to put it. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> Give me a savage for that. Uh, savage. You have the Eagles, Cowboys, Minnesota, and 
of course, San Francisco with Brock Purdy out of nowhere. Like, Brock Purdy, he reminds me, I know it's sacrilege to to compare a Cowboy and a 49er. Cowboy Nation, forgive me. He gives me Romo vibes. I thought you were going to say Cooper Rush vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Give us us Savage. Give us Savage. I was was so ready for that. Ah, He's a third stringer. He's He's Mr. Irrelevant. Was the last person selected. He should have. Cooper Rush vibes, but no, he's giving me Romo vibes, who's also undrafted, coming out of Eastern Illinois, but Brock Purdy has the 49ers rolling. Um, he does. He's, he just doesn't care. He's like, alright, I'm playing. Yeah. Like, alright, Brady's on the other side? Eh, we're hanging a 35 on him. Yeah. He outplayed Brady. Ooh. Like, it, it, it looked like it looked like a guy in his prime versus an old man hanging on. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to the GOAT, but all the disrespect to the GOAT, because he played terrible. Yeah, like, he was game. awful. Uh, rough game. But then again, that 49er defense, it, it can make you rough. They, yeah. They're not suitable for work as well. Absolutely. Um, you it, you it's, got a point? It's, yeah, it's going to be tough. So, we're in, again, we're in the New York greater area here. And so the New York you know, lovers, let's call them what they are, <laughs> on the radio around here are saying it's it's Dable and Field for, for Coach of the Year. And he's doing a great job with what he has there. Don't get me wrong. I True. mean, he's running on fumes. And it's tough to say the Niners deserve a Coach of the Year nod because their defense is so elite. But as good as Brock Purdy looked— that's Shanahan's system. True. The fact that he has now taken three quarterbacks, he's just give him anybody, he'll make them work. You gotta start looking at him for coach of the year at this point yeah, he's because get some votes. He's any other votes. team just play, you know, quarterback roulette. And look what look at what happened to Baltimore. If if Justin Tucker wasn't, you know, the Steph Curry of kicking, they, they couldn't do it, you know. I, I mean coaching has to save the day, especially with quarterback play. You you've seen this with Salah with your team. Right. I've seen it with my team with Cooper Uber driver rush at quarterback. Uh, we've seen it. Um, and you see it with um, San Francisco; they're on their third quarterback. And it like doesn't. It's hard. It doesn't matter. It's hard to do. <laughs> if you were if you were off this planet for the last you know four months and you came back, you and I said identify the backup quarterbacks playing today. You would have you would have not found Brock Purdy. No, at all. No. And the flip side to that, I don't think I think not. I know unequivocally there are a handful of coaches that could not overcome that. Correct. I do not see Philly rolling with Gardner Minshew. I don't. No. I don't. I'm just that's just me. And he's, he's just me. And he's honestly probably actually not probably. He is better than Brock Purdy. True. He's a better quarterback, but he would not be used as correctly. No, no. That that whole offense changes. Yeah. All the read option stuff, our RPO stuff is gone. Mm-hmm. It's just out the window. So but but again, with the NFC, it's gonna be interesting because people Minnesota gets no love. No. And it makes sense that they get no love mm-hmm. because the Eagles went not suitable for work against them. Correct. In da- Philly. Dallas. And Dallas right. went not suitable for work. They chose violence when they went to Minnesota and beat them 40 to 3. So, and Minnesota's over here needing game winning drives to win every week. Right. And it finally caught up with them yet again. Who they just lose to? <laughs> Uh, they lost to Detroit. 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 Lightning the, hot Detroit all the, of a sudden. The, Watch out. The fighting Dan Campbells. Whew. They lost some kneecaps there. Um, so, But the NFC is going to be interesting because that Christmas Eve game, I think, will be for everything. I really mm, do. Really? I, I think the Eagles, they win that. The one seed's done. Mm-hmm. It's done right before Christmas. Merry Christmas to Philadelphia. That would ruin my Christmas. Mm. But that would be game, set, match. They're the one seed. If Dallas wins, mind you, that means the Eagles have to be perfect. They got to be perfect this upcoming week against the Bears. They got to be perfect in their last two games. One slip up, they're playing the fighting, 
the winner of the NFC South. <laughs> the, 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 Carolina the Carolina Panthers. Panthers. Let's go. Let's ride. <laughs> uh, if, if you're going to bet on anybody, why? Why? Is, is it possible to take field? <laughs> can, I take, can I take field in that? I know there's only four teams in said field, but give me field. Insert Alabama or Georgia. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the Southeast, the right? NFC's. Can't we just can't we just put the SEC All Stars in there and see what for happens? Sure. For sure, Dom DeMarco, please. <laughs> that's, that's a wild. Oh one. man, it, yeah, it's things. Are, Wild times in yeah. the NFC. Wild times with the seeding. I I have no idea how it's going to shake out past one and two. I think Minnesota. They. I feel like they're locked into the two. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't uh, think. I, I, who do you think's catching Minnesota? I said the the Niners. You think look, the Niners do? They have they have a they have a decent schedule the rest of the way. Uh, they that defense look. I that def Minnesota's offense will crack. Before the Niners' defense cracks, in my opinion, that's facts. And, and I, so I, I think they can lose one. Now the key would be I have no idea as the tiebreaker between them. Yeah, um, I think it would come down to. It will, first, it would come down to conference record, then common opponent. Right, which I have. I have no way. So, I didn't yeah. bother to take. Sorry, so, <laughs> sorry, the, guys. As the math teacher, uh, I, I let you down there. I didn't bother to check out the Vikings' conference record before I came in here today. That's that's a mea culpa right there. Um, so I, I could see it being a tiebreaker and coming down. Now, with that being said, with all due respect. The Lions, bravo to them for taking the strategy. Let's just get twelve wide receivers on this team, play like we're you know play like we're you know a Pac-10 offense and just and see what happens. Um, bravo to the Panthers for not giving up. Um, you know after the the disgrace that was the Matt Rule experience. Uh, you know finally shipped. Um, you never Pete Carroll's never an easy out per se. True. With all that being said. The two and the three seed is basically whatever the opposite of deck chairs on the Titanic is. Agreed. They, they should easily <laughs> be for that. finding each Savage. other. I love the analogy. And <laughs> especially because neither, I mean, good fandoms both, but in terms of, you know, places to play, you know, it's it's not Lambeau per se. It's not, you know, it's not Philly per se. True. Um, you know, if if just on a tiebreaker I end up having to travel for that, for that next round game, I, I'm not. If I'm San Fran, I'm like, man. If only we were home, we could beat the Vikings. We have no shot on the road. I don't feel that way, and I don't feel that way on the Vikings either. I think I, I think if Agreed. I'm Minnesota, I need the home game more. So they may try a little harder down the stretch. Um, but that game is going to be. I still I still take the Niners over the Vikings with all due respect. Going back to what you were saying about the respect. True. true. Um, but uh, I, I don't think it really matters if, whether I have to play the Giants to get to that or I have to play the Commanders or I have to play the Seahawks or whoever I end up stumbling in on as the six or the seven. Uh, I'm, I'm not really afraid of anybody underneath me. True, true. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, Sports Talk. Uh, we're winding down, but we, we, we got some time. Real quick, can I get the, how about them Cowboys? Por favor, I, I need it. How about it. them Cowboys? I'm going to take a second, once again, to talk about Dak Prescott, first of his name. <laughs> Rain Dakota, the one and only. That's my quarterback. <laughs> um... This is what's this is what cracks me up about you know we we often talk about here where's my camera we we often talk about ESPN and Fox Sports and the wrestling promo shows the hot take shows the Colin Cowherds of the world the Stephen A Smiths of the world the Nick Wrights the Bart Scotts the Dan Orlovskis I can go on and on and on the hot take guys the guys that actually some of whom actually know football Dan Orlovski actually knows a lot of ball like I've watched him break down plays and it is. It's beautiful. He, he doesn't know where the back of the end zone but is. But he doesn't know where the back but, of the end but zone is. But otherwise, yeah. But he knows where the Cowboy hot take is. Love you, Dan <laughs> he knows. He knows where that is. Colin Cowherd, <laughs> they know where the hot, the hot takes are. They know where their bed, bread is buttered. It cracks me up when Baker Mayfield 
can lead a game-winning drive on two days of preparation to beat the Raiders <laughs> on Thursday night football. Oh God, don't we love ourselves some Thursday night football? <laughs> I can't decide whether this is, I can't decide if this is the Thursday night football headshake or the why did you have to go and mention the AFC West headshake? <laughs> it's both. It's, it's, your it's both. Choice of why it's I'm, both. This is Doc Marco. It's both. It's both. Um, but no, what cracks me up is Baker Mayfield can lead a game-winning drive, but when Dak Prescott leads a game-winning drive, oh, he was terrible all game, mm. and he played down as competition. Here goes those same old Cowboys. He's overrated. He's overpaid. He has no business being a top ten quarterback. He's a bus driver. He's a game check. He's a game manager. Flats and checkdowns, whatever Shady McCoy wants to say on speak. The goalposts are always moved for Dak Prescott, and it's not so much of who he is; it's who he plays for. If Dak Prescott played for the Dolphins, insert any team other than Dallas. I'm not even going to run down the other thirty. One teams. If he played anywhere but Dallas, Dak Prescott would be beloved, beloved, just like Josh Herbert is, just like um, Jimmy Garoppolo's getting. Even Jimmy Garoppolo's getting love this yeah. year. But and now, and most recently, Baker Mayfield. They constantly move the, the goalposts for Dak Prescott, especially on the national media. But rest assured, Cowboy Nation, real Cowboy Nation, not the front runners. They love Dak. I love Dak. I will cape for Dak. Dak is my guy. A fourth rounder from Mississippi State. I don't know how many NFL players he actually played with from Mississippi State, aside from Preston Smith and maybe Darius Slay. Other than two players, how many NFL players this guy did even play with in college? But he's now in the pros. He's the best quarterback Dallas has had since Troy Aikman. I'll put him past Romo. Wow. And I put him past Romo for this reason. Recently, I'll end on this note before we wrap things up. The Dallas Cowboys just recently, as of last yesterday, when they defeated the Texans, back-to-back 10 win seasons for the first time since 1996. Whew. Romo never did that. Aikman was the last one to do it. Wow. All right. And insert two terrible coaching hires mm-hmm. with Wade Phillips and Jason Garrett, who's still clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas Cowboy fans, Dak Prescott is your only hope <laughs> to catch Philly or to even beat Philly or beat the Niners or beat anybody to, the, to end the championship drought of 27 going on 28 years in Dallas and give them their sixth Lombardi. Can right. I get a round of applause for myself? Can I get a round of applause for Dak Prescott? Can I get a how about them Cowboys? <laughs> That's it. Yahtzee. One more point, and then we'll close it up. If I can just add two two things on the Cowboys here. Um, So first of all, I'm I'm with you 100%. And I think what most people are forgetting, if if you have that take that they were playing down to the Texans' level— you weren't watching the game because there's there's bad NFL football and then there's what genuinely looks like somebody is figuring out how to play Madden for the first time. <laughs> Savage, please. You, Savage. you can't fault the Cowboys for n- literally not understanding how to defend a play that doesn't look. That last play where I don't even know, because at that point they had multiple quarterbacks going, so I don't even know who it was, but whoever that was who did multiple pirouettes and then just ran into a defensive tackle Jeff stomach. Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll. Was that Jeff Driscoll at that point? <laughs> yeah, it was. Jeff how can you fault the Cowboys for not knowing which way he was going to ballerina at that point? How is that the Cowboys' fault? We have been hoodwinked. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Stephen A. Smith. Shout out to the no, no Mercy podcast. There it is. It is. It is on. You you can't fault them for just watching. You know, it's it's rubbernecking. They were they weren't playing down to their level. They were rubbernecking. They were watching a car crash and didn't fully know what to do. So I I can't fault them too much. They will be back in action next week. The other stat. I don't know if you saw the stat real quick, but a, a fun cowboy one. Um, ESPN had its odds for being in the Super Bowl, odds for winning the Super Bowl. Did you see that one? Yeah, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, and I the did. Cowboys were pretty high. They were. Um, what were they? Were in the high 40s? Or, or they were in the high 40s. 50, somewhere high in that 40s, range? High 40s, low um, 50s, high 40s. And so what that's basically saying is it's the Eagles-Cowboys rest of field, especially after Facts. Garoppolo got hurt, which Facts. I don't necessarily disagree with. But here's where it was interesting for my non-stat people out there. If you've never watched us, by the way, big stat nerd right here, love breaking these things down. Um, <laughs> they were the only NFC team, and actually even more than some of the AFC teams, their odds to win the Super Bowl was in the low 30s. Meaning, not that they're going to win the Super Bowl a third of the time if we keep doing the season, meaning if they get into the Super Bowl because their win number was more than half their get-in number, it means that if they get into the Super Bowl, they'd be a favorite. That's how you can basically interpret that stat. The other NFC teams didn't have that. What ESPN is basically telling you is that the Cowboys are built in such a way that they can play with the big boys of the AFC the way that the other teams can't. And as a, as a Cowboy fan, you should be very, very thrilled about that. And as just a casual observer, they're, they're not wrong. You have two starting running backs. You have a very good wide receiver. And like we said, almost every episode, you have an elite defender at every level. I mean, it's, it's hard to not have something on Dallas that can expose the other team's weakness because at every level you have a very, very good, if not great, player. And that, that's hard to beat. Agreed, agreed. That's Mongo. Make some noise. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, like the video. Oh, can I get another Ric Flair? Another Ric Flair. Like the video, subscribe to the channel. Follow me on all platforms, YouGoBoy88 on TikTok, IG, Facebook, U-GoBoy.com. We got music out. Jonah the Great, Juice vs. Sauce, Five Star Dancer, Bruce Wayne Money, Tippin' Tippin'. Can I get another Ric Flair woo? Another Ric Flair woo. Oh, yeah. And uh, by the way, T.Y. Hilton just signed with the Cowboys, so that should be fun. Oh, wow. That should be fun. So that, oh. Yes, that bolstered the receiving core. No Breaking more o- news. Notice, I didn't talk about OBJ. I refused to. The circus has left the building. No we, more OBJ talk. I do regret, though, not talking about Noah Brown. There were some fantastic catches. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Shout out to Noah Brown. Noah Brown gets some love. He gets some love on the pod. But um, but yes, when, when next time we meet up, Mongo will be back for more sports talk. We'll preview the NFL playoffs. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Oh, my God. The tournament. I call it the tournament. I don't call it the playoffs. It's the tournament or Hunger Games, however you want to put it. Um, it should be fun. It should be fun. I don't know who the hell is going to win this year. I, and that's good. I like it that yeah, way. You know what? I I'm like it. That, that makes for good TV. But we're going to sign off like this, as always. That's the belt. That's the other belt. That's Mongo. I'm you, go boy. We love you guys. Yahtzee. Thanks again for listening to the You Go Boy podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, 
All of the music you hear on every single episode is by me, You Go Boy. So make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel and stream on all platforms. You dash Go Boy on all platforms. Take care of yourself. Love each other. Yahtzee!